<clears throat> um, did you guys get to see any of the questions that ran during Connect time? Those are nine, I think we got through nine, or 19, of 100 questions that you have to study if you're going to become a US citizen if you were not born here. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted you to get a little taste of it because I've been living here for 20 years. I moved here um, as a 23-year-old, maybe, um, and I came in on a diversity visa. It's a very specific kind of visa. It gave me a green card and a work permit, and I moved here, and I started living life, and it was great. And then I met a really great guy, Josh, and then we got married, and then we had kids, and I've fast-forward 20 years. And all this time, I've been paying taxes and being active in my community and just being part of the culture and the country. <clears throat> so about two years ago, something happened um, which changed that. So there was a bad man who did some bad things. <coughs> and he, excuse me, he's with a bad group that does like to do bad things. And he came in on my visa type. And so the government was saying, maybe we should examine that visa type. And for the first time, I kind of connected the dots, and I was like, I am a permanent resident alien. That's my category. I can be deported in the blink of an eye. It just kind of hit me. <laughs> like, you know, they could just round me up and ship me out. And I have children who are American, I have husbands that are American, and that doesn't help me, right? And so I was kind of feeling that, like, huh, that's not great. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, then a dear mentor messaged me and said, I have this feeling like you should get your citizenship. And I was like, I also have that feeling. <laughs> And they said, I would like to help fund your citizenship because it is not cheap. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. And so I applied. And then you wait, and you wait, and you wait. And then you get a letter, and then it's like, on this day at this time, you will come in for an interview. It really doesn't matter what else you have planned. This is your chance. And so I went in November for my interview and my exam, and it's terrifying. First of all, the time that they give you, that's not the time of your interview. That's the time they want you to come and arrive and then sit until your time happens. And they had said in the paperwork, prepare to have about two hours for your interview. And I was like, that's a long interview. No, that's the time you wait before your interview, sweating. <laughs> and you're all kind of in this room and you're all kind of huddled there together, like, <laughs> you know, for two hours. Also, if you don't pass your interview and test, you get rescheduled. And if you don't pass that one, you can never apply for citizenship again. So there is a very long application where I had to list every group I've ever been affiliated with ever. I've done a lot of aid work all around the world. That was a very long page of groups and organizations that I've been connected with. <laughs> And then you have to like list every time you've entered and exited the country. I also have done that quite a bit. So I'm like, I don't actually remember. Keep your old passports, lesson learned. Um, and then like call your friends who did trips with you to work out when it was. 
It just was a lot, you guys. So then at your interview, you have to remember all of that content that you submitted a year and a half before that. But they did say to keep a copy. My bad. So then, uh, then they also, you have to take your civics exam. Oh, you have to um, do an English written and verbal exam. And my Australian English got me through, it was good. And then um, there's a hundred civics questions that you have to memorize. And you have to memorize their specific wording. And out of that hundred, you'll be verbally asked 10 questions. And you have to get six right. I know that that doesn't seem really hard, six questions, right? No big deal. But when they're pulling them randomly from a hundred, and, and just my brain, I don't know, I just was terrified. And honestly, I was expecting to fail. Also, you have to wear business attire. They say, come dressed like you're dressing for a job interview. Um, and then they put you under oath when you walk into your interview room. <laughs> like, it just was high pressure, okay? So anyway, the girl was really great. Her computer kept shutting down, so my interview was much longer than normal. <laughs> I was so nervous, so nervous. And I botched one of the questions. And then I was like, that's it. It was my first question. I'm, there were four required answers. I missed one, I only got three. And in, in, <laughs> I was inside my, my head going, come on brain, come on brain, come on brain. Like, <laughs> what's that fourth element? And then she just moved on to the next question. So I was like, well, that's one of my four that I get to get wrong, you know? Um, it was what is the, um, babe, which one was it? What does the judicial branch do? It examines the law, explains the law, there's four things. Anyway, it was very specific, it was terrifying. Um, and uh, anyway, she only asked me six questions and then she didn't move on to the seventh because I got one wrong and I said to her, stupid me, but didn't I get the first one wrong? Why, why would I say that? Like, why would I? <laughs> and she goes, no, no, you were fine. I said, but I only said three of the four things. Shh, like I should have, why couldn't I stop talking? Um, and she said, well, you only had to say one of the four things. So I was like, I memorized like way more information than I needed to. And she's like, yeah, but now you know it. And I do know it. And I'm telling you, I probably know more about America than most of my friends. So <laughs> anyway, I passed. I passed. And because I had expected to fail, I kind of like was like, oh, like I hadn't prepared for walking out having passed, you know, like emotionally prepared for that. And then she said, we usually, you know, you don't get to come for your oath ceremony for like two to three months, but we have a spot today if you can stay. So I was like, what? Today? I'm doing it today? And then I was like, wait, do I want to be a citizen? Like I suddenly was like, I wasn't prepared for this. So anyway, I was allowed to have my immediate family come. So I called Josh. They got there anyway. I totally did my citizenship. So, so here's what happened. <laughs> there were 82 of us becoming citizens that day from 31 nations. And I'd been sitting in a room with them for hours. <laughs> you know, a couple of them I'd talked to and heard their stories. And um, it's pretty interesting what people are giving up, you know. 
to come here and stay here. Um, so they did this cool thing where they did a map of the world and they called out each nation represented one at, a time, one at a time and Australia was first. So they called Australia, that's me standing up. And then they bring your flag over your country. I think, did I keep it? Yeah. So there you go, there's Australia, do you see it? We should pray for Australia, it is all on fire. Actually, Jesus, would you have mercy on that land? Send rain, God. That is a country that is learning how to pray right now, which is pretty amazing. Um, <clears throat> anyway, the map of the world. So one by one, people stood up around me, and suddenly, you guys, I was crying. And here's the thing. I had become a citizen, so I couldn't get deported. That's it. Brutal honesty. That's all I wanted it for. And suddenly I was in a room full of people discovering what citizenship really was, and I was just moved by it. And as each person stood up, it, it was like, well, we are from totally different places on the planet, totally different cultures and languages and backgrounds, but as each of us stood, we were one, you know? And then they made the little flags fly across the screen, if I had been prepared, if I had known I was doing the ceremony, I would have filmed the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? I have deep regret about this. But they flew the flags over and they all landed on the US and then the US flag came up and kind of wrapped around. It was this really moving moment, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. And then they talked about our rights and responsibilities. Throughout our history, the United States has welcomed newcomers from all over the world. The contributions of immigrants have helped shape and define the country we know today. More than 200 years after our founding, naturalized citizens are still an important part of our democracy. By becoming a US citizen, you too will have a voice in how our nation is governed. The decision to apply is a significant one. Citizenship offers many benefits and equally important responsibilities. By applying, you are demonstrating your commitment to this country and our form of government. Below, you will find several rights and responsibilities that all citizens should exercise and respect. Some of these responsibilities are legally required of every citizen, but all are important to ensuring that America remains a free and prosperous nation. Now, I know that many of you were born here, and you may not actually know, these are your rights and responsibilities. Are you ready? Rights. Freedom to express yourself. Freedom to worship as you wish. Right to a prompt, fair trial by jury. Right to vote in elections for public officials. Right to apply for federal employment. Right to run for elected office. Freedom to pursue, pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness which one day we're gonna do another Sunday on the pursuit of happiness, because I'm not sure that's God's plan for us, but we'll do that another week. Okay, responsibilities, are you ready? Support and defend the Constitution. I have a Constitution, a pocket-sized one, that I've been reading through. Have you read the Constitution lately? Did you know that as a citizen you're supposed to support and defend it? It's crazy, right? Stay informed of the issues affecting your community. You doing that? 
Participate in the democratic process. Respect and obey federal, state, and local laws. Respect the rights, beliefs, and opinions of others. I don't know if Facebook is... Anyway, um, <laughs> participate in your local community. How's your local community participation going? Are you, a, are you a citizen? What are you doing? This is your responsibility. That's your, you're just going to pay taxes, Kyle? <laughs> so that exempts you from this? I know, he's only joking, but we could go on. Okay, pay income and other taxes honestly and on time. Serve on a jury when called upon, defend the country if the need should arise. So they're reading this, and I'm sitting there with tears rolling down my eyes going, wow, I just signed up for something really, really big, much bigger than I'd really realized. You can't really do this half-heartedly. I swore this with an oath, you guys. I stood and swore, which hand is it, with an oath that I would do this. If you were born here, you may not have oathed into this, but they still are your rights and responsibilities. Okay. So this is us giving our oath. And we're all saying it together. And then this is me getting my citizenship certificate in front of everyone. It was a big deal. So I want to read an excerpt from the oath ceremonies. This is kind of a mix of what several people have said. I'll try not to cry. My dear, I'm going to cry. Come on. My dear fellow American. Can't do it. <laughs> it is with great pride that I welcome you into the American family. This country is now your country. Our history is now your history. Our traditions are now your traditions. Today marks a very special day in your life. You've traveled a long path to get here. You've sworn a solemn oath to this country and now have all the rights of citizenship. With the privilege of citizenship, though, come great responsibilities. And so I ask you, I ask that you use your freedoms and your talents to contribute to the good of our nation and the world. This is now officially your country, your home to protect, to defend, and to serve through active and engaged citizenship. You enjoy the full rights and sacred duties that come with American citizenship. <laughs> Thank you. There is no higher honor there is no greater responsibility. Take up the mantle of citizenship. You now share the obligation to teach our values to others, to help newcomers assimilate to our way of life, and uplift America by living according to its highest ideals and standards. Like millions of immigrants who have come before you, you have the opportunity to enrich this country through your contributions to civic society, business, culture, and your community. 
You can help write the next great chapter in our American story. And together, we can keep the beacon that is America burning bright for all the world to see. All Americans are your brothers and sisters, and each of us must do our part to keep America safe, strong, and free. We share one American heart and one American destiny. It is a destiny filled with love, opportunity, and hope. We celebrate this day. We welcome you into our national family. We applaud your devotion to America, and we embrace the wonderful future we will have together. And I was just a mess. <laughs> um, because I really thought I was doing it to just for me, for me and my kids and my husband. But I was doing it for so much more. But there was another reason why I was crying. Because as I was sitting there, I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, My people don't know their rights and responsibilities. My people don't understand what it is to be a citizen of the kingdom. And all of these words really didn't matter about this land. <laughs> the words started mattering to me for eternity. When we accept Jesus, we also become citizens of heaven. We're not of this earth, you guys. It doesn't matter what passport we hold, honestly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What we are is missionaries. We're just visiting this country, all of us, right? And we've been called into a kingdom. And in that kingdom, we have rights and responsibilities. And it's been that a lot of the church treats church like it's a Sunday morning product that we consume as long as we feel like getting out of bed to do it. As long as we like the music, we'll show up for worship. As long as we feel good about the sermons, we might be a part of the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not, just, I'm not talking about Lake Sam specifically. I'm talking about the worldwide church. What have we become? We're a member of the body of Christ and citizenship, <clears throat> excuse me, in the kingdom of God is active membership. And the Bible talks about the worldwide church, but it also talks specifically about the local church. And there are huge chunks of the New Testament that tell us how to live. We have a guide. It's not guesswork, right? We have a guide of how to live out as God's people, <clears throat> but it's really not convenient. So we don't often do it, right? I mean, seriously? True? <clears throat> so... Today, we are asking, have I, have you taken up the mantle of citizenship of the kingdom of God? Are we active in the rights and responsibilities of being Yahweh's people? What would happen if we were all active 
in those rights and responsibilities as a church? What would it look like? It fills my heart with so much hope and excitement. As Kurt and I were praying about this 2020 vision series and we were talking about the future of Lake Sam and where we're headed, we both feel this stirring in our heart and he's gonna talk about it more next week, that this study of what it is to be the body of Christ actively in our culture today, it's what we're gonna be doing this year. It's what our focus is gonna be on. We are going to become the body of Christ as it's written in the word of God. That's what we wanna do this year. That is our 2020 vision. Because <laughs> don't you feel like it's time? Let's not be resident aliens in the kingdom of God. It is time to become citizens and step into it. Do you feel what I'm saying? <clears throat> so Jan is gonna pray for us. And then we're gonna do something a little different for the rest of our time. <clears throat> thank you, Jen. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Uh, it's stirring in our hearts. Even this morning I ask, what does it mean to be in the kingdom of God? To show us, teach us. There's such a hunger to uh, live for you, but we need your Holy Spirit. So we pray your Holy Spirit would just ignite our hearts, our minds, uh, renew our minds to your thoughts, align our thoughts with yours. Thank you for, the, for walking Justine through this, Lord, and in a real and powerful, powerful way, especially in this time of our country and, and, and the meaning that is so deep. And we're so thankful to be a part of this country. And we just thank you for your kingdom. Teach us, Lord. And we just um, lift up the Belarusian church here, mm. the uh, immigrants that have come, and, and they seek your heart and your face, and they, they are, have um, become a part of our culture. And we just bless them now to be a light out of the world that they call themselves to be and declare that they shall be do great and mighty exploits as mm. this church too to, in our community and in your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jan. <clears throat> okay, we're going to dive into the word and we're going to talk about rights and responsibilities. So engage your Bible brain. Pull out your phone or your Bible if you need to, do some looking up, but we're gonna start diving into the scriptures and just practically looking at what we're supposed to do, okay? So I have some friends in a minute are gonna come through and pass out our scriptures that we're gonna be studying today. Um, and then you've got pens in front of you. I really wanna encourage you to take your pages and we're gonna mark them up and circle them. This is our study guide. This is just the springboard. Today is just the first little part of it. But you can take the rest of the, you can take this home with you and do a personal study about your rights and responsibilities as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, okay? So again, this is just a little taste because I didn't have enough paper to print the whole New Testament for you. But, <clears throat> jokes. Um, so, I do want to say before we hand them out, the New Testament church had a clear, um, 
a leg up on this than we do because they all lived within walking distance, right? The small churches that were gathering together in each other's homes could walk to each other's homes. We don't have that, and so we're gonna have to duct tape a solution. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because here's what we can't do. We can't stand before the throne of God on judgment day and say, it just was so hard, God. 405 is awful, and I just couldn't live out your word. I would be ashamed to say that. (laughs) So, right? We don't want to say, you don't understand. My Netflixing took priority, and I could not have dinner with other people. There's time for both. There's time for both, sweet friends. Okay? But we're just saying, we're not going to allow the times to decide whether we can live out God's word or not. Right? So we can do this. I know it's hard, but we can do hard things. Okay, so friends, if you could hand out those papers, and here's what we need to do. I want you to gather with six to eight other people around you. So you might have to scoot your chairs a little bit, but you're gonna have a discussion about some scriptures together. So look around. If you need to move to a different chair neighborhood, you can. Have you ever thought about where you sit being your chair neighborhood? You should really know your neighbors. Your Sunday morning neighbors, you should know their names. You could bring cookies for new people that move into your chair neighborhood. It could be great. Chair neighborhoods are the best. All right, as soon as you have six to eight people, if you could just wave your paper in the air and I'm going to designate you a passage to read. Six to eight people. It's more than one. So find at least one other person. Go find a buddy. And then those buddies can go find other buddies. And for everyone that's watching online, if you open up your Lake Sam app, all of these scriptures are on the app. If you're watching live right now, if you're watching later, they may not be on the app anymore. But it's on the front page, it says 2020 Vision. If you click on it, you'll be able to see all of the scriptures. All right, who's got a group? Who's ready? Okay, you guys are going to take, if you go to the page that says Body of Christ Kingdom Citizenship, you're gonna take the second chunk, Hebrews and Acts. Do you see those two verses there? That's you guys. That is more than six. What's happening over here? I, I would encourage you to split into a smaller neighborhood. I'm just saying, you want to really, well, do what you want to do. Are you guys ready? How many neighborhoods do we have back there? Two? Two separate? Okay. Um, Sandy, your neighborhood, your little group, you're going to do the third chunk, First uh, Timothy 2 and James 5. Um, Yes. (laughs) I was going to start like giving region names to people, but no. Hey, you guys, you can do Acts 9 and Colossians 3. All right, who do we have? Who else is ready? All right, you guys, you guys can do Colossians 3 and Ephesians 4. Do you see that? All right, Pam's group, you guys can do 2 Timothy 3 at the bottom of page 1. Flipping over to the other page. All right, you guys are going to do, top of page two, Galatians 6. All right, you guys need to go find a group. Come on, just walk right over. You can go right there. 
Mike, come on, let's involve them. Come on. You guys can shuffle buns. Come on. All right. There we go. You guys, Romans 15. All right, who else needs some scriptures? Acts 4. Way in the back there, Romans 12 and Ephesians 4. This, <laughs> there's two here. So John Platt's group is going to do Romans 12 and Ephesians 4. Got that? All right. You guys, Romans 12. Who's left? Excellent. 1 Corinthians 12. Jenny? I don't want those scriptures split. They're a parcel. Stay together. <laughs> After all that, sorry guys. All right, we're gonna do the first one together first. So pull out your page. At the very top, we're gonna read John 13 and Romans 12 together. And I'm just, we're gonna, I wanna model kind of what I'm, I want you guys to do. Sound good? Okay, ready? Let's read together. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. Romans 12. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honour of one another. So, looking at those two verses, do you see any rights or responsibilities or a mix in those words? Some kind of directive that's going to impact the way you live your life. What do we see? Love each other, a command. What else do we see? A right to be loved by others. That's beautiful. Yes? What else do we see? A standard? Outdo, like a competition. Anything I can do, can do better. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like that. What else do we see? Respect and honor. Belonging, mm -hmm. identity. You know, as I was reading this, the thought I had was, when people walk into this room on a Sunday morning, what should they experience from our community? They should know that we're Jesus' disciples because of our love for one another, not for the great music or... <laughs> The great preaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is kind of our call as a church family. Also, the, um, I'm using the Passion Translation today. I just wanted to use a translation that was different because some of these passages we may have read over and over and gotten like, I know what that means. So I wanted to just give us some fresh eyes. But feel free to use your own versions if you want to look up some of the wording so you can really kind of dig into it. Um, I love the ESV for um, study because it's a really accurate translation word for word. 
So this is more of a concept-by-concept translation, which is still wonderful, um, but anyway. All right, so then as a group, you're gonna read your scriptures, you're gonna come up with like, well, there's a right, there's a responsibility, we see what it is, and here's, what, here's the next thing. Practically, how do we live this out? So I love it, okay, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers. Devoted, that's kind of a hardcore word. That's not casual, that doesn't happen on its own. So there's an intentionality there. Tenderly loving, that's not my forte. Not a very tenderly loving person, I'm more of a coach type loving person. I'll coach you, I don't wanna have to tenderly love you. You know, so then I have to change my attitude about how I view people and how I love people, right? So I'm just saying, how, how do we work through this and practically, for when you demonstrate the same love I have for you, this is Jesus talking, he died for us. How do I demonstrate that same love? There's a level of personal sacrifice you know what I mean? So I want you to just kind of process through these words and we're gonna present to each other, every group is gonna choose a spokesperson and present, right? Responsibility action plan. Just some ideas. We're not creating our own version of like God's commandments, <laughs> but we're just trying to apply the scriptures to our modern setting. Does that make sense? All right, who's ready? Are you excited? All right, uh, let's do, I don't even know what time it is right now. Oh, we're good. So let's do like five to seven minutes and, and then I'll check in with you and say, more time, are we good? Where are we at? Does that sound okay? All right. Go.
All right, how are we doing? Thumbs up if you want some more time. <laughs> I was going to say thumbs down if you're done, but that doesn't feel good. Okay, thumbs up if you want more time. Okay. All right, if you have finished your um, passage, feel free to look at some of the others if you'd like to. We're going to do two more minutes, friends. All right, make sure you've chosen a spokesperson. How easy is that thing to be modified on this platform? Are they on it? They're going to take it. All right, so you thought. All right, final seconds. fellow citizens, let's talk. So the first one that we're going to do is Hebrews 10, Acts 2. Who had that? The giant group. The mighty group. Um, I do want to say, everyone, um, that let's be clear about this. There are no... um, born citizens in the kingdom of God, unlike on earth, in various nations. If you're born in a nation, you probably can get citizenship there. So just like I knew my rights and responsibilities because as an adult I became a citizen, and maybe some people don't know them because they were just born into the US, right? In the kingdom of God, nobody's born into it. We all choose it, right? So we all choose to join something and we have the word that is our guide. So um, it, it is different. Um, and there's, there's an element of, uh, you know, we've been talking through the Old Testament where the people of God coming out of Egypt and God said, do you want to be my kids? And do you remember what they said? We do everything you say. We want to do it. And then what happened? We hate this. It's terrible. So I just, if you have any feelings right now where you're like, well, I thought I said I wanted to follow God, but this is so hard. Just know (laughs) we're not alone. Others have felt this way before. (laughs) Okay. All right. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, and Acts 2, 42, going to read it for us, Joel. Go ahead. 
and everyone can read along and take notes. If you hear something that another group shares and you're like, that is good, write it down so you can study it more later. Yellow microphone. Yellow microphone. Yellow submarine. Awesome. Okay. All right, uh, Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing, because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. And that day is the day of Jesus' return. Just to add that in. Go ahead, Joel. Uh, and then Acts 2, 42. Um, Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. All right. What did you guys find? Um, we found a lot of stuff. I, there's like at least half of it underlined. Um, and I don't know that we fully divided into rights and responsibilities, but you know there were definitely um, responsibilities in there to encourage each other and to motivate each other. Um, there are responsibilities around um, prayer, um, communion, uh, following the teachings of the apostles, meeting together, um, all of which seem to be responsibilities. Um, you know, to do it. And then there are things in there that are rights to, um, to the extent of like, like you have the right to be creative. There's this like saying, discover creative ways to encourage each other. Um, you know, you have the right to be linked to each other. Your hearts are linked um, together. Um, so there, there were some elements of that. Um, and also there were kind of overtures of things that say, you know, hey, uh, you know, you have a responsibility to show up. Right, you have a responsibility to participate. You have a responsibility to uh, be consistent, make it a habit was kind of called out in there as well. Um, being faithfully devoted was called out kind of in parallel to that, so. Mm. That was a meaty one. Very, very full. How'd you go, David? Did you capture all of that? <laughs> so I think we're gonna say, I know, I made a deal with David that I was gonna repeat things so he knew what to write up. There is so much, so what do we wanna say? Um, Maybe we have a right to be in a devoted community. Was that kind of sure. devoted? Um, so let's just say that. And then, uh, gosh, you're right. Encourage and motivate was one, David. And um, meeting together and communion. How do you think we did? I mean, there's just so much in all of these passages, isn't there? Yeah. Awesome. It, it comes to mind that the people who followed Jesus, there were three categories. One was disciples. Another was followers. And the third was crowds. And I think about us as people of God, we're being called into discipleship. Even just following the things of God isn't enough, Right? And I think that's probably the difference. It's like those ones that were devoted to meeting together. In fact, we should meet together more. Let's, let's call it, it's a very active like disciple thing, right? And I think if we don't do those things, we can become a follower and then we can become the crowd that's just not totally engaged. Um, so I loved what you guys pulled out of that. All right. Who had 1 Timothy 2 and James 5? All right, who's your spokesperson? 
1 Timothy 2, 1-4 Most of all, I'm writing to encourage you to pray with gratitude to God. Pray for all people with all forms of prayers and requests as you intercede with intense passion. And pray for every political leader and representative so that we will be able to live tranquil, undisturbed lives as we worship the awe-inspiring God with pure hearts. It is pleasing to our Savior God to pray for them. He longs for everyone to embrace his life and return to the full knowledge of the truth. James 5.16 then, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Okay, so we thought the rights were that we have the right to intercede and pray. Uh, we have the right for our own opinion. We have the right to worship God, to be at peace, to know the knowledge of the truth. And I can't read that writing. Um, that we have the right to forgive and be forgiven uh, for responsibilities. Um, hang, on, hang on one second. Let's get those in. So we're going to say um, pray. What did you say? What was the first one? Oh, the, to intercede and pray. Intercede and pray, David. Let's pop that one on there. Okay, keep going. Our, our opinion. We have, the pray, uh, we have the right to our own opinion to worship God, to be at peace, know the knowledge of the truth. All right. And then what were your responsibilities? Um, to pray with gratitude to a God and to others. We pray to to God and we pray with others, um, to pray for political and the representatives so that we might have peace, <laughs> and pray for others to confess our sins and forgive one another. Yeah, so it's, this is kind of a mix. It's hard to determine which one's rights and which one's responsibilities, but um, to, to, to confess is like a right and a responsibility, really. Put it anywhere, David. Mm -hmm. Confess our sins and be healed, right? Is what it says? Right. All right, awesome. So now, we're gonna keep going because we could spend a Sunday on each of these scriptures, couldn't we? So we're gonna um, keep going. Thank you, Laurie. Okay, Acts. Uh, 9.31, the congregations grew larger and larger with the believers being empowered and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. They worshipped God in wonder and awe and walked in the fear of the Lord. Colossians 3, let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all your hearts. So rights, we kind of summed it up as um, the right to be in the presence of the king um, as right. citizens. Let's and put that in, David, presence, in God's presence as a right. And what came out of that, the benefits of being in his presence were being empowered, being encouraged, um, being able to worship, and to be given um, prophetic songs by the Spirit. So to receive from the Spirit were our rights. Mm. Um, and then responsibilities, uh, we said, applied both kind of personally and corporately. Um, so both of these in our individual lives and then as we come together as a group, 
um, to let the word of God live in us, so soaps, be in the word, um, and then to apply the scriptures as you teach um, and let the scriptures be the basis of how we teach one another, um, and then to worship and sing um, and do all that through being empowered through the spirit. Um, awesome. Let's put on there um, Bible and worship. We're going to shorthand it's sad to shorthand it like that, but that's our responsibility is to, have, to be in the Bible and to be in worship, which is also a right, right? It's very like, and we could substitute right for benefits, couldn't we? It's like this, that word kind of has a full, fuller meaning, but it's awesome. Thank you, guys. Part, oh, of more? The, part of the responsibility there too is to grow, that the congregation got bigger and bigger right? as a result of this. Right, yeah. You know, when I was sifting through all these passages, um, I had a lot more than this. And Kurt was like, try and have passages that don't repeat. You know, once you've got a concept, find some more and make sure they kind of build on each other. And there, there were pages and pages and pages of verses that we could have gone through today. There's just so much. And each one of them, isn't it just so packed with layer upon layer of meaning? This could be the study we do for the rest of our lives. And it would be worthy of our time, wouldn't it? All right, who, who's next? What do we have? Uh, Colossians 3 and Ephesians 4. All right. Hello. Is, is that right? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm really, I don't like doing this, but here we go. Um, okay. So I need to read the things. Yep. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith. Forgive one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault in someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. The next one. The Holy Spirit of God is sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Holy Spirit or take for granted the holy influence in your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. But instead, be kind and affectionate towards one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Okay. So, okay, we have responsibilities is extend grace, act in love, and lift up others. That was great. Let's do that. Very succinct. It was excellent. That's how, that's how I do it. <laughs> but it's, it's all That's him. He, he put the words. Okay. There and were then, some strong themes in your passage that kind of tied it together. It was good. Yeah. Okay. Rights is um, be forgiven and treated respectfully. Oh, yeah. That's interesting to think that if you are a member of the house of God, then you have the right to be treated with respect and honor and all the other words that have come up. It's like, we, could, we should expect that from each other. That is a big, that is a big thing to work out, isn't it, friends? <laughs> Facebook keeps coming to mind. Okay. <clears throat> all right, who had um, 2 Timothy 3? All right, friends. Thank you, Larry. <coughs> Okay, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. 
Every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully matured, perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God has given you. So we took it as our responsibilities were to be... Well, first I need to say that because uh, every scripture is written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, um, we have a responsibility to be uh, knowledgeable about the scripture. Um, and, so let's put that down, David. Is um, <clears throat> no the Bible? We already have Bible up there on a different slide. And uh, when we do that, then then we have the responsibility to be empowered, to be strengthened, and to be led by the by into the path of godliness. And when we do that, then uh, we have the right to be God's servant, to be fully mature perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment uh, God's given us, and we have the responsibility to be uh, ready and available. I really like that you made being filled by the Holy Spirit a responsibility versus a right. Mm -hmm. That kind of puts it in a different feeling, doesn't it? Yeah. It's your responsibility. Wow, that's good. Thank you, guys. All right, Galatians 6. Who has Galatians 6? Okay, awesome. Okay. My beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, may the one who overflows with the Spirit seek to restore him. Win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the Anointed One as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you are too important to stoop down to help another, you are living in deception. So we have the rights are to be supported by others when you're going through troubles. The responsibilities are to be gentle in your correction to others, mm -hmm. to carry each other's troubles, and to, if you notice, notice a fault, that you must correct each other. And our action plan is, in order to achieve all this, we need to have more interaction in each other's lives such that we can actually notice faults or troubles that uh, our fellow believers are going through. Wow, that's great. I'm somewhat speechless. It's pretty profound, you guys. Um, I believe that, well, I wanna recommend a book to you real quick, so write this down on your page. There's a great book called Everyday Church. Um, I'm forgetting the author right now, Tim's, I can look it up. Um, Josh, can you look it up for me, honey? <laughs> we have bought like dozens of these to give to people. It's a very practical uh, look at how the church, as the people, can live out the mission of God in everyday life. Um, and it talks about the importance of discipline as an everyday thing versus a, oh, we'd better call Kurt, that person's needing correction. And it becomes this big, 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 big thing. Um, because I think culturally, we think if somebody is correcting you, that it's shameful. You should be ashamed that you had to be corrected. Instead of um, 
Josh and I have been training at a gym lately and Coach likes to kind of hover over us and speak correction a lot because it involves lifting weights and if we lift it incorrectly, we'll hurt ourselves. And so his correction is not a shame, it is a fine-tuning of our strength. And we have to flip this as a community, don't we? The problem is we really like to correct people when they do things that bug us. And we are not speaking God's word when we do that. Do you know what I'm saying? God doesn't correct you because you bug him. He's correcting you so your lift can be strong. Do you know what I'm saying? We have to practice and practice and practice this, don't we? And I think living in community and sharing, like you said, more time together. So we actually, when you love somebody, actually speaking correction to them becomes kind of harder. And get off Facebook. Stop correcting people on Facebook. Friends, please. Don't we need to change this? Anyway, sorry, get off my soapbox. Every, Everyday Church by Tim Chester and Steve Timmis. Tim Chester? Tim Chester and Steve Timmis. Okay. If you need to know what that is, you can email hello at lakesam.org and I can get you the link. But we might end up doing a book study, a book club with it this year because it's really, really great. I know a lot of you guys have started reading it. So, Okay. Moving on. We're in like the negative 14 minutes right now, aren't we, guys? Have we run out of time? We've run out of time. I'm so sorry. We've run out of time. And you guys are like, yay, we don't have to speak into a microphone. There is much more that we could say. These verses, please take this sheet home. Would you? Would you take this sheet home, citizen of the kingdom? And would you practice these things in your life? I want to wrap up by telling you something. I was asking the Lord, I said to him, Father, what do you want to say to us about being the church and being the body? And you guys, what I heard him say was not, um, it, it really hit my heart. And I said to Kurt, I don't think I should say this out loud to anyone. And he said, you have to say it. So I said to Father, what do you want to say to us about being the body of Christ? And this is what I felt him say. I want to be proud of my church. And I felt like he couldn't be right now. And it wasn't, he wasn't speaking condemnation or shame to me. It just is what I felt, right? He wants to be proud of his church, of his children. And that's where that Old Testament journey through the wilderness should teach us a big lesson. It's not good when the people of God whine and complain and hate his provision and push back against his word. And right, we see it walked out through the wilderness. It was a disaster. But God didn't give up on them because they had asked to be his children, right? And he will not give up on us either. But I would love to be the church he's proud of versus the church he's constantly like, I'm so sick of their complaining. (laughs) Right? And thank God we have the Holy Spirit to empower us. They didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do. We have such an advantage. We actually have the Spirit of God enabling us to walk out his word. This is phenomenal, right? 
So, um, this is not going to happen because we talked about it on a Sunday morning. This is going to happen because you go home and you keep studying the scriptures and you find practical ways to walk this out. Truth? It's not going to happen while you're sleeping. It's not going to happen just because you thought about it or tweeted it or posted a photo about it. It's not going to happen <laughs> any other way except for rolling our sleeves up and doing it. And if you want to share life with somebody, here's what it takes. Have dinner. Have lunch. Do something to get into each other's lives. Do you know what I'm saying? Find things that you do and invite people to do it with you. You know, like we just have to. And, and it is going to cost us things out of our schedule, isn't it? <laughs> We're actually going to have to carve time out for this. And we may have to give up things that we love in order to do the things God's called us to do. Truth? But I believe in us. I know we can do it. And this is the... <laughs> This is the gym uh, that Josh and I worked out at a gym with his sister over the break. We welcome you to the community of people who have decided that easy will no longer suffice. What do you think of that? Welcome to a church who says easy will no longer suffice. Following Jesus might cost everything for us. That seems appropriate, doesn't it? All right, we're going to close with communion and then I'm going to read something over us. If you are ready to recommit to being part of the body of Christ, if you want to take your, as it were, citizenship oath today to be a citizen in the kingdom of God, um, hang on, band, just a second. If you could, actually, would you guys mind just sitting back down? Is that okay? I'd love you to be a part of this. Sorry. Sit in the front row. You're fine. Um, are you ready to become a citizen in the kingdom of God for reals? Active, knowing your rights and responsibilities, being dedicated to being part of the active community of God. If you say yes, make an oath. It's just called prayer to the Lord because let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? As we take communion, you're going to take the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus into you, and you're saying, I want to be part of your body, Jesus. Okay, so that's what we're going to do during communion. And uh, if you want to hold those elements in your hand, I'm going to read this over you now. My dear fellow Jesus follower, it is with great pride... <laughs> I'm going to cry again. It is with great pride that I welcome you into the family of God. His kingdom is now your kingdom. His history is now your history. His traditions are now your traditions. His culture is now your culture. Today marks a very special day in your life. You've traveled a long path to get there. You've given an oath to him and now have all the rights of citizenship. With the privilege of citizenship, though, comes great responsibilities. And so I ask that you use your freedoms and your talents to contribute to the body of Christ globally and also the body of Christ in the local church of Lake Sam. Take up the mantle of citizenship. 
you now share the obligation to teach his values to others, to help newcomers learn his way of life and uplift the body of Christ by living according to the ways of God. Like millions who have come before you, you have the opportunity to enrich the body of Christ through your contributions. You can be part of the next great chapter in the plans of God. And together we can keep the beacon that is the church burning bright for all the world to see. All Christ followers are your brothers and sisters. And each of us must do our part to make the body strong. We share one heart and one destiny. It is a destiny filled with love, opportunity and hope. We celebrate this day. We welcome you into our family. We applaud your devotion to Yahweh and we embrace the wonderful future we have together. Take communion in your time. The Apostle Paul describes the, the church as the body of Christ and all the members are knit together. And because of that, your health and your walk with God impacts mine. And mine impacts yours. And our church will be healthy because all of the members are healthy, yes? And when one struggles, we, we help. And when one celebrates, we all do, right? And this is our identity and future. And just as people clapped for me the day I became a citizen, I would like all of us to clap for each other because we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Aren't we? And that's that. Do we want to close in worship? Do we have time? Always. Always. Okay, come on up, band.